0: This dynamic message is brought to you by Redemption in Jesus with Marco Rava. Here is the title of our message of this installment in the series today. It is the freeing truth about justification and works. Now, <coughs> when we think about justification, we know that everyone desires to be justified by God, to be justified before God. Now, to justify means to declare someone as righteous. So if you look at biblical truth, if you look at a biblical dictionary, if you look at, I think, some dictionary, just secular dictionaries say the same thing, but to be justified means to be declared as righteous before God. So the term justification and righteousness are synonymous. They can be used interchangeably. So if you say, I am justified before God, what you mean is that you are righteous before God or that you have right standing with God. Now I know that <coughs> religion doesn't teach that. I know that legalistic teaching doesn't say that. But let's see today what gospel truth, what the Word of God, what God Himself says about justification and about righteousness. Because when we understand the gospel truth about that, we can be established in it. We can enjoy the freedom that God intended for us to enjoy. Amen. And so, remember, to be justified means to be cl- to be declared righteous. Now, Notice the words that I used, and I'm going to show you the scripture in a moment. It means to be declared righteous. So it's not that you are necessarily righteous. It's not that you've earned or achieved right standing with God. It is, And that we could never do that, and you'll see that in a moment. The mere fact that God, in and through Jesus, and what He did for us to redeem us in Jesus, that's why He went to the cross, Because of that, God declares us righteous. So it's not that you need to be righteous first. It's not that you earn and deserve righteousness first because we could never do that, and you'll see that in a moment. It is the fact that because God loves us and by His grace through Jesus and the finished work of the cross provides righteousness, provides (coughs) justification for us, and because of that, he declares us believers righteous. So if you have received salvation in Jesus, if you claim to be a believer, I'm not talking about religion. I'm not talking about affiliations. Because at the end of the day, <laughs> when people walk into heaven, God is not going to say, oh, were you, were you Catholic? Were you Baptist? Were you Methodist? Were you Protestant? He does, he's, those are man-made things. All God will recognize is that you have received salvation in Jesus. Period. That's it. And through that, He declares you justified. He declares you righteous. Amen. And we receive that by faith. But anyway, so someone justified then has right standing with God. In other words, it's not based on your performance. It's not based on your rule-keeping. It's not based on your goodness or the lack thereof. It's not based on your sin, uh, sinlessness. Uh, certainly not. It is based outside of yourself. Because if we could redeem ourselves, if we could save ourselves, if we could reach a level of righteousness that is perfect, then w- Jesus would not be necessary. Isn't it so? I mean, at the end of the day, we're all descendants of a fallen being. We're all descendants of Adam and Eve. And they fell. They sinned. And so we're all the offspring of fallen sinful beings. This is why we have a propensity to sin. And this is why we can never redeem ourselves. This is why we can never save ourselves. No matter how much religion tells us we can reach a point of salvation, we cannot earn it, we cannot deserve it, we cannot work for it. It can only be received and it is given to us by grace and grace alone. Grace means the unmerited favor of God. In other words, you cannot merit it. You cannot earn or deserve it. And so praise God for Jesus and praise God for His loving grace. Amen. And so someone justified then is no longer seen as guilty before God. That's another way you can describe justification. Now, (coughs) based on what I've said so far, does religion or any religious doctrine, which often uses the Bible as base, they say, but then come come up with their own doctrines for their own group, for their own denomination, and they have all kinds of teaching that mix legalism and all kinds of things, and so someone who's justified is no, is, is no longer seen as guilty before God. That's what Scripture says. And I'm going to show you all that. Now, who then can truly justify us? Only God and God alone. We cannot justify ourselves. No one can justify us or no one else, no other human being can justify us or can declare, le- declare us as justified. Because they are as sinful as we are. They are descendants of Adam just as we are. Only God Himself can truly justify us. And someone said, Amen. Right? And so God does not justify us on the basis of our rule keeping, of our good works, or our sinlessness. Now if someone thinks that it doesn't matter to be sinful, of course it does. But that's not the basis of our justification. It is purely by faith, we receive it by faith alone, and it is purely given to us in and through Jesus. Let me show you. Let's have a look at Romans chapter 3, verse 21 to 26. So if you have received salvation in Jesus, you are just before God. God has declared you justified. He has declared you righteous, not because of your doing or not doing, but because you believe it and you've received it by faith. You believe it and in and through Jesus. He has declared you justified and righteous. Amen. Look at this in Romans 3, verse 21 to 26. But now, talking about the new covenant where we're at. But now, the righteousness of God. Notice, not of men, not of women, not of people, but the righteousness of God. In other words, the right standing of God. Watch this. Without the law. That means without you trying to earn or deserve it, without you following the rules and keeping the rules. So justification doesn't come by rule keeping. You can see that. Is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Talking about the Old Testament. It says, even the righteousness of God, watch this now, this is powerful. The righteousness of God, which is by faith, Of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe. So look at that real carefully. God's righteousness comes upon those or is given to those who believe, right? Believe what? In Jesus and what he's done for them to redeem them. And the basis of the faith that was used to justify us was whose? Jesus' faith. Most translations, unfortunately, change this from the original. And instead of saying, which is by faith of Jesus, they say, which is by faith in Jesus. Now, when you change that to in, it means that you've got to come up with a faith. And it's your faith that makes you righteous. And you cannot do that. There's nothing we can do to be justified. It was Jesus' faith. That made us righteous. When he went on the cross, it was his faith at work. So, the basis of our justification is the faith of Jesus, not the faith that we think we can come up with. So, let's carry on reading then. It says, Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon them, all them that believe. So, if you believe, you have the righteousness of God. In other words, you have been justified. For there is no difference, it says. And then it tells us, for all, notice, all, not some, not though except those who are good enough, those who are good religious people, no, for all have sinned. It's talking about all of humanity because we're all descendants of a fallen sinful Adam. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, or you could say the standard of God. So none of us measure up. We're all fallen. None of us or justify in and of ourselves. Then it says, watch us in verse 24, being justified freely. See how righteousness and justification are interchangeably used because they refer to the same thing. Being justified freely by His grace, not by your merit, your performance. So it's on the basis of Jesus' faith and it's on the basis of God's grace, God's unmerited favor. It says, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So because of what God did for us in Jesus, we can receive this righteousness, we can be justified, and it's on the basis of His faith, whom God has, has set forth to be propitiation, in other words, that means sacrifice, through the faith in His blood, to declare His righteousness for the remission of sins that are past, though the forbearance of God, through the forbearance of God, I'm sorry. To declare, I say, at this time His righteousness, that He might be just, and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. Right there is the point that I made earlier. It is only God that can justify us, because He is just. Amen. And so we see what I have said earlier in that portion of Scripture. And so we see that the justification, or you could say righteousness, can never be achieved, it can never be earned, and and it can never be deserved. Now, does religion say that? No. What they will tell you is, you've got to do this, and you've got to do that, and you've got to listen to me, and you've got to listen to this, and follow these rules, and do this, and eventually, at some point, I will declare you, or we will see that you are, and we will declare you justified. (laughs) No one can do that. No system can do that. Only God in and through Jesus, can justify us. We've just seen it, right? And so it is a gift from God, and it is made available to us in Jesus. Praise God. So all we need to do then is receive it by believing. We saw that in that portion too, right? So when you believe that, yes, I am in, or, in and of myself, because I'm a descendant of fallen Adam, sinful Adam, that's where I'm at. I'm not perfect. I cannot be perfect. I cannot redeem myself. There's nothing I can do to earn or deserve justification or righteousness. Only God can do that. And he did that and provided for me in and through Jesus. So when I believe that, that's when God declares me righteous and I receive it. Amen. So God justifies us on the basis of Jesus' faith. Did you see that? Because even if we would, it's my faith that did it, then it's us doing it, and we cannot do it. This is why it was the faith of Jesus that our justification is based on. Praise God for that. So, someone then who doubts that they are justified by God or before God, all that means is that they don't understand redemption in Jesus. Would you agree? If they doubt that they have right standing with God, if they doubt that they are justified by God, all it means is that they don't understand completely or like they should what it means to be redeemed by Jesus and the finished work of the cross. Amen. That's why we receive it by faith. So, if you've received salvation in Jesus, then we can conclude that you are just before God. Yes? Of course so. You are righteous before God, right? Yes. And then, you know, this is what happens with religion and legalistic teaching. It comes along. And remember, I was there for decades. That's what I taught. So I know what I'm talking about. It's not me guessing or trying to be critical. I've been there. And praise God for opening my eyes to gospel truth. You know, another thing that religion will try and tell you is, is that you can lose your righteousness. Righteousness that you can lose your justification if you engage in sin, if you do things wrong, and if you don't confess, and if you don't do that, you can lose your righteousness, you can lose your justification. Now, based on what we've seen so far in that portion of Scripture, is that true? Of course not. Because your justification is not on the basis of what you do or what you don't do. Your justification is not on the basis of your faith. Your justification is not on the basis of your merit or performance. So therefore, it is given to you by grace. Therefore, you can never lose it. And therefore, you are justified and righteous. Will you mess up? Yes. And when you do, you say, I'm sorry, Father, and you trust him to help you through that. But that doesn't mean that you are any less justified or any less righteous than you were when you first received salvation in Jesus. Amen. And I'm going to show you all that as we go along. And so, (coughs) Paul the Apostle here, who wrote, inspired by the Holy Spirit, he makes it clear, based on everything we've seen so far in that portion of Scripture, that we are not justified by works, correct? Because he said, it's by grace, it is by the faith of Jesus. And he said, it's the gift of God, right? So therefore, it is not on the basis of our works. So when you think about justification, You can't bring your works into the picture. But now here's the problem. And this is one of the reasons why religious legalistic teaching argues with this kind of teaching. And says, well, no, 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 no. Let's take a look at James. Because the apostle James showed us something different in the book of James. And so this is what they bring up. And they say, well, see, this is why you cannot go with that. So let's take a look at it. And let's see what James Said about it, and then we're going to clarify it, and I will show you what he actually meant when he said that. And so, James chapter 2, we're going to read verses 21 and 24. Watch, is there? There's the two verses right there. Watch what James says Was not Abraham, our father, talking about our father of faith, justified by works? <laughs> when he had offered Isaac, his son, upon the altar. And then in verse 24, talking about the same thing, he says, You see then how that by works a man or a person is justified and not by faith only. Now let's leave that there for a moment. Look at this real carefully. James seems to disqualify everything I've said so far, which is what Paul said. And he seems to contradict Everything that we've looked at so far. Because he says here, and he used he takes the example of Abraham. And he says, wasn't he justified by works? And he says, and you can see that we are not just justified by believing, by faith. We are justified by works, he says in verse 24. So it seems like a contradiction, doesn't it? <laughs> well, we're going to clarify that today. Because you will see... That ultimately, James was saying the same thing that Paul said. You see, one of the things that happens, and you've heard me say this so many times, and we cannot say it enough. When it comes to interpreting the Bible, when it comes to reading the Bible, when it comes to trying to understand the Bible, studying the Bible, you know about the three core key principles that are always referred to, which are biblical, which are true. Number one, what do we need to do? Read everything in context. Don't take things out of context. You see, and this is often what people do. They see a chapter and they see verse numberings. And so they pull out verses based on number and they make a doctrine out of it. And they completely ignore the context. In other words, the text around it. Remember, chapter numberings, verse numberings, were only finalized in the late 1500s. That's just a few hundred years ago. Before that, they read Scripture like they should and like we should. It was a letter written by James. He didn't write James chapter 1, verse 1. He just wrote the whole letter like we write an email, like we write a text message. And so what happens is that even though verse numbering helps us find Scripture, What happens often is is that uh, people also make the mistake of pulling out a verse and making a doctrine out of it and ignore the context around it. So we've got to read everything in context. And it will help us clarify that. This is one of the cases here. The second thing that we need to do is what? Let the Bible interpret itself. Let the Bible interpret the Bible. Commentaries are good. External resources are good. Someone else's studies and notes are good. But at the end of the day, we need to see what does the Bible text have to say about the subject. In other words, we go and look at several verses about justification, about righteousness, and we put them together and you'll see what God says about the matter, right? So we've got to let the Bible interpret the Bible. And then thirdly, which is probably the most important thing, We need to look at everything through the finished work of the cross. Because ultimately, the entire message of the Bible, the global message of the Bible, is what? Redemption in Jesus. Amen? And so we've got to apply those principles in order to understand Scripture correctly. And that's what we're going to do with what James just said here. We're going to look at his context. We're going to look at other portions to see if it backs it up. And then we're going to look at it through the finished work of the cross, which you'll see. It'll clarify what he was actually saying. So (laughs) to complicate the matter even more, though, we're going to see what Paul said about Abraham. So we just read what James said about Abraham. Let's put that back up again so we can tie it in with what Paul is about to say in Romans. James says, Was not Abraham our father justified by works? when he offered Isaac his son upon the altar. In other words, the fact that he offered his son was the actions, the works that justified him. That's what he seems to be saying. And then in verse 24, he says, You see then, how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. In other words, Abraham had to do something to be justified and not just believe it. Which, like I said, seems to contradict everything I've, sa- I've shared with you before that. Okay, so now... Let's see what Paul says in Romans chapter 4, verse 2 and 3 about the same account of the same thing. And watch what he says. He says, For if, notice the word if, if Abraham were justified by works. (laughs) So it almost sounds like he's putting up a defense against James. For if Abraham were justified by works, he hath whereof to glory. In other words, he can take the glory and he can brag about it, but not before God. For what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God and it was accounted, it was counted to him unto him as for righteousness. So you can see that Paul even refers to the very example that James gave of Abraham, and he says, no, 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 no. Abraham was not justified by works. He was justified by faith. He believed it, and God justified him, declared him righteous. So you can see, and this is one of the reasons why, because when people don't look at the context, don't let the Bible interpret the Bible, and then don't look at it through the finished work of the cross, they can come up with things like, for, and I've heard these things. I've heard the best of them argue with me and say, well, you see, the Bible actually contradicts itself uh, because it's, you know, people say that it's divinely inspired, but it's not. And then they give this example. James said this and Paul said this. So who's right? So, so who do we believe? At the end of the day, we just got to go with our heart and, you know, they follow religious teaching. And this, this is where people deviate from gospel truth because of things like this. But all you have to do is apply those three principles. Just look at the context of what James was saying and you will actually find that Paul and James were actually saying the same thing, just in a different way, and they were backing up the same gospel truth, which I'm about to show you. So, even though they seem to contradict each other, and cause confusion, and people think, well, then I'm just going to determine my own way of being justified, which is generally their works, this is where they make the the mistake. And so, (coughs) just to clarify, and just to back up again before I show you now, James said, That we are justified by faith and works. Correct? Whereas Paul said that we are justified by faith only in Jesus. Right? Okay. So who's right? How do we make sense of what they are both saying about justification? Well, here is the key. The key lies in understanding. Please listen to this carefully. The key lies in understanding the type of works That James and Paul were referring to. Because Paul was referring to a specific type of works. Whereas James was referring to a different kind or different type of works. Yet they were both making the very same point. Does that make sense? Alright, so that's key. So let's look again and see what type of works they were each referring to and how they actually are saying the same thing and making the same gospel truth point. Which takes away, you know, this argument that you can lose your justification, you can lose your righteousness, you have to earn and deserve, you have to prove yourself to be righteous and justified by God. It removes all of that because that's where these things come from. From this so-called apparent confusion. All right, so let's take a look at what Paul said. Look at this real carefully now, okay? Romans 3 verse 21. He says, But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested. Look carefully at what Paul says right there. Remember, we're talking about the types of work that they were talking about. The type of work that they're talking about. He says, Without the law. In other words, without trying to earn and perform and deserve. Let's have a look now at Galatians 2 verse 16. The first part of that verse. He says, Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law. So once more he's talking about works of the law. See that? Now, at this point we may say, Well, what are works of the law? Works of the law are basically works of the Old Covenant. Remember that there are two, there's actually three, but there's two major covenants in the Bible that we often talk about. The Old Covenant and the New Covenant. In other words, the covenant before the cross and the covenant after the cross. Now, each bo- both of them have their own operating system. The Old Covenant was a covenant that operated by God's law, which is the basis of it is the Ten Commandments. So as long as people fulfilled or did their best to fulfill the commandments, so they believed, that they would have the blessing in favor of God. So they had to work and earn and deserve the blessing in favor of God. That's how the old covenant worked. The new covenant beyond the cross, because of what Jesus did to redeem us, works by grace. In other words, you c- we realize and understand that we cannot earn or deserve the blessing in favor of God. But by putting our faith and trust in Jesus... God gives us His blessing and favor. Just like justification is part of that, right? And so what Paul is referring to when he talks about works is the works of the old covenant, the old way of relating to God. We don't relate to God that way in the new covenant. And this is often the mistake that religious teaching and legalistic teaching makes. is that they blend both those covenants and they say, see, you are saved by grace. But now you have to do all these things to keep the blessing in favor of God. And that is as erroneous as doctrine could be. Because that's not true. Either Jesus did it all or he didn't do it at all. Amen. And so this is why. So Paul is really talking about the works of the law. And so once more, let's have a look at what he says in Romans 4 verse 13 now. Watch us. He says, for the promise that he would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham, look at this, was not, or to his seed, watch this, through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. In other words, what he is saying there about Abraham is that Abraham didn't get the blessing and favor of God through his law keeping. Now, if you look at it real carefully, chronologically, Abraham didn't live under the law. The law came hundreds of years after him. And so, but Paul is making a point here. He's saying God didn't make him righteous. God didn't bless him because he performed. God blessed him because he believed. But notice he talks about the law in it because he's trying to show those who are reading this text that Justification doesn't come by works of the law. And that's what Paul was talking about. I trust that this is making sense. Amen? So when Paul spoke of justification and works, he meant justification apart from the works of the law. I hope you see that. That's what I've been wanting to show you there. In other words, justification is by faith alone. Does that make sense? I trust it does. Okay, so we've clarified that about Paul. So he was talking about works of the law and saying it doesn't come by works of the law. You cannot get it there because if you could, they would have done it. Now let's have a look and see what James was talking about. And you'll see that it's the same thing. Not works of the law, but works of faith. You'll see. Look at this now. We're going to read some of the context of what we read in James. James two fourteen to 26. Watch this. We're going to jump verses for time's sake, but... It's all in the context, okay? It says, now James says here, What does it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith, and have not works, can faith save him? So, is James talking about works of the law? No, he's talking about works of faith, right? A different kind of work. He's talking about works of faith. You see, people think, well, I have faith. But your faith is revealed through your works. But your works don't earn or deserve you. It just simply helps you receive what God has already provided for us in Jesus. Right? So he says, what does it profit a person if they say they have faith, but they don't have corresponding action, corresponding works, you could say? Then he says in verse 17 and 18, Even so, watch this, faith, in other words, believing, if it does not have, if it has not works, is dead being alone yea a man may say thou hast faith and i have works show me thy faith without thy works and i will show thee my faith by my works look at that real carefully without doubt in the context you can see that james is talking about a different type of works Amen. He's talking about works of faith. So Paul, I've shown you a number of verses there. We're letting the Bible interpret the Bible. And we're looking at everything in context. And we're looking at everything through the finished work of the cross. You saw there that Paul was referring to works of the law. James, on the other hand, is talking about works of faith. (laughs) Right? So really, if you think about it, James is also talking about faith apart from the law or works apart from the law, right? Because he doesn't bring the law in at all. He just refers to faith. So what in essence, what he's saying, I'm going to put it in my own simple words. What, James is re- what, what Paul said is, is that you cannot be justified by trying to keep the law, by trying to relate to God the old way before the cross. He says, because if you could, they would have done it. And James says, you are justified in and through Jesus outside of the law. But the fact that you believe will be shown and revealed and expressed or be evidenced by your works. In other words, you are going to speak like one who's justified. You are going to have the confidence of one who's justified. And you're not going to let anything sway you. Those are works, right? You're going to live the, li- the Christian life because it reveals that you believe that you are justified. So you are going to be confident before God when you pray. You're going to be confident every day when you live because you know that God is on your side and that you are justified. You see, those are works of faith. I mean, if someone were to come to you and say, oh, you have no idea what kind of faith I have. I have such great faith. I am a powerful man or woman of God and it's just If you only knew, if you could only see my faith, you'll be amazed. (laughs) Number one, they have a pride issue, right? But second of all, you know, you could easily just look at them and say, oh, okay, well, until I see your works, I'm not going to know that you have faith. In other words, let me see your faith in action, and that will show me that you have faith. So if someone says, I believe that I'm justified before God, But then you hear them talking about how they just cannot pray because they feel so bad. They've just messed up so bad and they feel so guilt and shame and condemnation. They just don't feel that God loves them and that accepts them, that God has favorites and they're not one of them. Those works are showing you that they really don't have faith, right? And so this is what James is talking about. So if you think about it, they're both really talking about the same thing. Because James moved on beyond the works of the law and went on to works of faith. And he says, if you believe something, we'll see it in your actions, in your words. Because those are the works that reveal that you believe. Right? So, he's talking about works of faith. But let's carry on reading the context. Verse 21. Watch this. Was not Abraham our father... Then, see, this is now the context. So you can see before that, he was talking about works of faith, right? Then he says, was not Abraham our father justified by works? What works is he talking about? Works of faith. Not works of the law, works of faith. Do you see that? <laughs> and that's what exactly what James is saying. He's saying the mere fact that Abraham was willing to offer his son those works revealed that he believed. It wasn't works of faith, uh, works of law, it was works of faith. When he had offered he, uh, Isaac his son upon the altar, seest thou how faith wrought with his works. In other words, his works of faith. In other words, his actions, his works showed that he believed. And by and by works was faith made perfect. See? And the scripture was fulfilled which saith, Abraham believed God and it was imputed unto him for righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. You see then how that by works of faith, remember, a man is justified and not by faith only. I trust that you are seeing the context here. Can you see how James... Is talking about works of faith not works of the law and he's saying if someone really believes something their actions, their words will reveal that they believe it right whereas Paul was saying you cannot be justified by the works of the law it's a totally different operating system that Paul was referring to to make the same point that James was making and here James shows us and tells us it is by works of faith it is faith which is expressed in works And that's what he's referring to, uh, Abraham. And he says, Abraham was justified. And he knew that he was justified. And because he neither was justified, he believed God. And because he believed God, he was willing to sacrifice his son if it came to that. And as you know, God stopped him and that didn't happen. It was a test. But nonetheless, his works revealed that he believed. So it's different kinds of works. Then he goes on in verse 25 and 26. Watch what he says. Likewise also, now he's going to give us another example to prove the same point. Remember, this is all in the context of works of faith. Likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works. What kind of works is that? Works of faith, not works of the law. Otherwise, he would have said works of the law, like Paul said works of the law, right? So she was justified by works of faith. When she had received the messengers, there it is, it shows you. It was the action she took that revealed she believed. When she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way. For as the body, he says, without the spirit is dead, so faith without works, and remember this is works of faith, is dead also. See that? So at the end of the day, we have to come to the conclusion that there are two different types of works that Paul and James were talking about. Paul was talking about works of the law. Earning and deserving justification, which could never be achieved. And that's why he says, by the deeds of the law, you will never be justified. And then James comes in and he says, because you believe, you're justified. And because you believe, it will be expressed through works. Works of faith. And he gives us the example to prove that point, to back up that point. That Abraham, beca- and and you know, here here's another thing which I don't want to get into because it'll be a whole teach different teaching. But as far as I recall, Abraham was declared righteous by God 35 years before he sacrificed his before he almost sacrificed his son Isaac. So he was already justified. This is why putting Isaac on the altar was the expression that he believed it wasn't what made him righteous. It wasn't what declared him righteous. But anyway, that's a different thing altogether. And so like Paul, James spoke of works of faith, not of works of the law. Amen. Because that's ultimately what they were pointing both to. So they don't contradict each other. In actual fact, they complement each other and they back up the same gospel truth. So works of the law have to do with earning and deserving God's blessing and favor. Yes? Whereas works of faith have to do with receiving God's blessing and favor by grace alone. Amen. And that's the very same point that both Paul and James were making. Praise God. Now, to help us see clearer the context of James and what James was actually saying, in case you doubt what I've just shown you or what I've just said has confused you a little bit. We're going to read the same portion of James from the message translation. Now remember, as far as translations go, there are direct translations, word by word, like the King James. That's why I like using that. But there's also transliterations. There is also paraphrase translations. They translate concept by concept. Other translations translate, you know, uh, paragraph by paragraph. So it all helps you at the end of the day. And so, <coughs> James two, 2, verse 21 to 26 from the message. The message actually does a good job in translating from the original what James actually meant. And you'll see that now. Watch this. Verse, starting with verse Wasn't our ancestor Abraham made right with God by works? When he placed his son Isaac on the sacrificial altar, he's asking a question. And he answers it. Isn't it obvious that faith and works are yoked partners? See, there it is. That faith expresses itself in works. There it is. That the works are works of faith. See, there it is right there. The full meaning of believe in the scripture sentence, Abraham believed God and was said right with God, includes his action. It's that weave of believing and acting that got Abraham named God's friend. It's not Is it not evident that a person is made right with God not by a barren faith, but by faith fruitful in works? In other words, if you believe it, it will be expressed in your works. But it's not your works that get you justified. It's because you are justified that you have works. That's what he's saying. Then he goes on and he says in verse 26 and 25, giving another example, just in case we don't get that one. The same with Rahab, the Jericho harlot. Wasn't her action in hiding God's spies and helping them escape. Notice her action, her works in other words. That, seem, that seamless unity of believing and doing, there it is, what counted with God. That the very moment you separate body and spirit, you end up with a corpse. Separate faith and works, and you get the same thing, a corpse. I mean, it couldn't be any clearer than that, right? That clearly James was talking about works of faith. And what he's saying is is that if someone tells you they believe something, it's going to show in what they do, what they say, and everything else that they engage themselves into. It will show it. So if someone believes that they are divinely healed, it's going to show in their words and actions. If they don't have the words and actions, then they really don't believe. So Paul was talking about something totally different. He was talking about those who thought they could be justified by rule keeping by good doing and by earning and deserving righteousness before god and he says that's not the way you can be it never was it never can be because you are descendants of a fallen being the only way you can be truly justified is by faith in jesus and the finished work of the cross and receiving that salvation in jesus and then your actions and your words will reveal that you believe that because you will conduct yourself like someone who is justified. Amen. I mean, I know that I make mistakes. We all do. I know that we're not perfect. As long as we live in this body, we're going to do <laughs> things that are not always the best. But does that change the fact that we are justified, that we have right standing with God? No, it doesn't. Because we are justified in jesus amen we are as justified as we will ever need to be amen we trust that you are blessed by this message for more information about our ministry or to make a donation to help us continue spreading the gospel please visit our website at redemptioninjesus.com